0: for joining us this Tuesday and Hope for today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And the title of our message is called, We Are More Than Conquerors. You know, we think of conquerors, we think of the Roman Empire as it conquered many, many nations. We think of the war when uh, Romans went to war and they would come home, they were honored With great medals and with great parties and great things. There was a big parade when they came home because they were more than conquerors. You know, whether it was music, there was celebration. And when the Romans came back, they brought many, many things with them. Exotic animals. Trinkets. Treasures. Weapons things that they did not have, they would bring back as proof that they were conquerors. And the conqueror, the leader of that group, would ride in on a chariot. And he would bring prisoners leading behind him. We think about that, you know, that's like a triumphant entry. As we talked about when Jesus entered Jerusalem that Day on Palm Sunday. You know, he came as a humble servant. He did not have slaves leading behind him, yet people on right and left that were singing Hosanna, Hosanna. But then later they would be calling for him to be crucified. People can change in a moment's notice. But there's a glorious, a glorious. Or we can be glorious conquerors in Christ today. Paul tells us that Christians need to know that God's grace overcame all. And that we can receive a glory that is eternal. We think about that and we say, oh, how is that possible? You don't know my life, you don't know what I'm going through. Let's read Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 18. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation awaits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. In hope, That the creation itself will be liberated from the bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of birth right up to the present time not only so but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption as sons and daughters the redemption of our bodies for in this hope we are saved but the hope is seen is no hope at all whose hope who hopes for what he already has but if we hope for what we do not yet have we wait patiently for it in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express and he who searches our hearts knows our minds knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance to god's will And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who have been called according to his purpose. For those who foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among his brothers. And those he predestined, he also called those he he called. Those he called, he justified. it is god who justifies who is he that condemns christ jesus who died more than that who was raised from who was raised from the dead and raised to life and he sits at right hand of god the father interceding for us who shall separate us from the love of christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger, or sword, as it is written. For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present or future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this glorious conqueror. Lord, we are more than conquerors in you. But Lord, we need your strength. We need to be called sons and daughters of God. We need to live right. We need to walk right, we need to talk right, we need to act right. And Lord, we need to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. So Lord, we pray you will give me words and wisdom as we bring forth this message today. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen, Amen. So today, let's think about this. We were talking about the Romans being conquerors and how they demean those that they conquered making them slaves, taking their property, taking their gold, taking their animals. It was a big show, a big fanfare. But the writer tells us, as we were talking about a little while ago, you know, sometimes we're going through things. The writer tells us in 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worthy, are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. You know, in the end times, it will all be said and done. It will be 24-7, if we use that time frame. We'll be praising God, singing Hosanna, glory to God in the highest, King of kings and Lord of lords. It will be 24-hour church, as they say You know, you you say, Pastor, why do you use church? But we look for a way to give you an idea what it would be like in heaven. You know, we don't want to say it's going to be a party, but it's going to be a celebration, a homecoming. But, you know, sometimes we're going through sufferings, whether it be a physical suffering, a spiritual situation. Sometimes we struggle with things, or sometimes we're going through things Maybe it's poverty, maybe you're homeless, or you may know someone that's homeless that's going through something. Maybe you're going through a family situation with a son or with a daughter. It seems overwhelming. We think of this present suffering, but it's not worth comparing to what the glory that will be revealed in the end You know, the writer tells us in verse 19, the creation waits in eager expectation. We think about it today. Do we expect the Lord to come again? Do we look for heaven? Do we look for heaven as our home, or do we set up an earthly kingdom here? You know, we don't know if we'll have tomorrow, this afternoon, next week, years from now, you know, as I soon will be celebrating my 59th birthday, I look back and think about it and say, man, you know, what a journey it's been, but my hope is fixed upon the Lord, my hope is fixed upon heaven. The body, the Bible tells us that creation itself will be liberated from the bondage, to decay, and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We have that hope. We won't grow old. We won't have wrinkles. We won't have gray hair. We won't have sickness. We won't have problems. Everything will be made right. We see here that all of creation has been groaning, as the pains of childbirth right up to the present time and we can look at it in our day think about it I often think when there's earthquakes or there's these disasters sometimes we think about them you know uh, I wonder if they're wake-up calls this groaning that's reminding us that God is still in control and in one day there won't be any more disasters. One day, there won't be any more of these catastrophic things. One day, there won't be any more wars. Can you imagine that? What a world it would be. But in heaven, there won't be any of that. That's our hope. The writer goes on and tells us, Paul tells us that that uh, they were the first fruits of the Spirit that experienced the Holy Spirit. It was a hope that was found in them, but it also was a hope that they have not yet, that they have not yet obtained in verse 25 it says we wait patiently for it. You know, when we think about it, you know, for us today, do we wait patiently, or do we try to make things happen? I've learned that God has a plan for each and every one of us, whether we know it or not. Do we know the full plan? No. Do we know part of the plan? Sometimes not. But we have to walk in faith. We have to walk with the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. It tells us in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Think about it today. When we are weak, we can call upon God, say, God, help me through this. Help me to overcome this. Sometimes we don't know what to pray, as the writer tells us here. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning that words cannot express. You know, the writer's telling us here that, you know, I've heard people pray sometimes at the altar. In America, we have these orders down in front. And I remember the old timers used to go up there and pray, and sometimes it was weeping. There were no words. Sometimes it was a... Maybe like a groan, I guess you could call it that. But they were, they, they were just interceding for people. They were praying for revival. They were praying for, for a need. But they didn't know the words to say. Sometimes we're at a loss for words. Think about it today. But the Spirit and God knows our hearts. He knows our hearts and He knows our minds. And he can intercede for you and I today. I like what verse 28 says, and it's always been a, an interesting scripture, sometimes taken out of context out of here. But it says that we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love the Lord, who have been called according to his purpose. Sometimes we take it out of context, and we, we, we don't realize God has a plan for you and I is it always going to be easy probably not is it always going to be clear in our human understanding probably not you can say God why didn't you go this way or why didn't you do it this way but God has a plan God has things to teach us but we need to love him we need to know him we need to be in the center of his will God has a purpose for each and every one of us. Sometimes as Christians, we, we get defeat and we get frustrated or something doesn't happen the way we think it should. Sometimes we lose our purpose. Our purpose is to serve God. Our purpose is to love God, as the writer tells us. And our purpose is to do the will of God according to His purpose, For each and every one of us. For me, I'm a pastor. I'm a missionary. I do social outreach, social services. But that's my calling. That calling might not be the same for you. But God has a plan and God has a calling. You know, He wants us to be like Him. Someone said be imitators, and you know, we don't want to be imitation, but we want to be like God, I mean like Jesus. He set the example. He showed us how to live right. He showed us, when we're going through a situation, to go give it to the God, give it to his Father, give it to God. Not try to handle it our way. You always see Jesus... At the end of the day or throughout his ministry, he would pull back. He would take time to refresh himself with the Father. Sometimes we need to pull back and we need to be refreshed. The Bible tells us, too, that we are justified. And one day we will be glorified when we get to heaven. Verse 31 says, What then shall we say to this response? If God is for us, who can be against us? Think about it. If God is leading the way and God is part of our life and God is Lord of your life today, who can be against us? What situation can be greater than God? Nothing. It may seem like that in our humanity, but we serve a God that created the heavens and the earth. We serve a God that His Son stood up in a boat, as I mentioned the other day, and He calmed the winds and the waves. He spoke. We serve a God that sent His Son, as the Scripture says. He did not spare His Son, but He gave Him up for us, for all, it says. Scripture tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But we have that hope, as we talked about, if we confess our sins and we believe, then we will have eternal life. Scripture goes on and says, Who will bring any charges against those whom God has chosen? In the world we live today, people will try to do that. People will try to make fun and condemn But we have to answer to God directly what we do. We have an intercessor. Christ died. Christ rose from the dead. and And he sits at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for us. So what can separate us from the love of God? If God sent his Son to die on a cross, to pay our sin debt, What can separate us from the love of Christ? Can trouble or hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger or sword? Think about it. Our brothers and sisters around the world have stood the faith. They're in countries where they're being persecuted. They're facing great trouble. They're facing persecution. Even in the midst of famine and nakedness without having clothes or proper clothes or danger of death, danger of the sword, danger or the sword, facing prison. But they've stood the test of time. God is with them. The writer says, for your sake we shall face death all day long. We are considered sheep to be slaughtered. It's quite a graphic picture. But you know, we live in a world today where people don't don't like what we believe and what we say. Or what the Word of God says. And we can face uncertainty at times. But we serve a God who is always with us. Verse 37 says, No, in all things we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. For we must be convinced Or the writer says, for I am convinced, but as Christians, we need to be convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God loves us. Even in our sin, God still loves us. God wants us to come back as we talked about the prodigal son. The other day I listened to a message by Billy Graham and he was talking about the prodigal son and the prodigal father and the other prodigal uh, or the other son. He brought the message full circle, but it's a reminder for us today that God is like this Father. Was waiting for his son to come home. Some people have stepped away from the love of God. They don't think they're worthy of God's love anymore. Some people have chosen different paths and they've stepped out of the will of God. Some people have rejected God, but God still loves them. God still wants them to come home. So as the writer tells us, we are more than conquerors through Him, or through Christ, that strengthens us today. One day we will get to heaven and there will be a great celebration. But for now, we're here and we have a message of hope. The message is that God is in all things And God will work all things out for those who love Him, those who serve Him, those who walk with Him, those who do His will. And that's my self-paraphrasing, but think about it. We're all called according to His purpose. He gave us the hope of redemption. He gave us the hope of being justified. He gave us the hope of being restored in Him. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you, Lord, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves us. God is love. But it's not a physical love. It's not a temporal love. It's a love that's eternal. And He calls each and every one of us to love him back to serve to do his will we're not robots he has a purpose for us he has a plan we might not see it now depending on the situation we're in now but god does are we going to face disappointments of course i have faced many disappointments in recent days I've, uh, weeks i've faced disappointments But I have the love of God that helps get me through. I have the strength of the Holy Spirit to help me get through. Is it always easy to face disappointments? Or for people to let you down? It's not. But through it all, we can thank the Lord because He gets us through it. He walks with us. He talks with us along life's narrow way. We need to read the Word. We need to... Spend time in prayer. We need to seek the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's what we've been talking about for the past few days. You know, all of creation waits for that day. That will be liberated from this body that won't decay from bondage and will be brought into the glorious freedom as sons and daughters of God. So, Lord, if there be those today that don't know you as their personal Savior, we pray today can be that day. Lord, as we talked about all week, using First John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, He, meaning you are, faithful, and you are just, to forgive us of our sins. And you will purify us from all unrighteousness. Anything that is contrary to God, you will purify us. So you're quick to forgive. Lord, you teach that lesson to us, that we need to be quick to forgive others. So we need to confess our sins. If you don't know him as your personal savior, today can be that day. It's easy. Ask the Lord to forgive you. If you need to name them, you can name them. And the Lord will be quick to purify us or to purify you from all unrighteousness. Today can be victory for you. It can be the first day of a new Leaf, or we say leaf, but uh, it can be a new day, a new dawn. Even as the sun rose this morning, I was thinking about that. You know, heaven is rejoicing when people come to know you as their personal Savior. There's one big celebration. But Lord, we're reminded today that there's going to be a celebration above anything that this world can offer. It will be one big celebration in heaven. It will go on for eternity. And Lord, we long for that day. We long for the day that there will be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more aches, no more sickness, no more tears. Scripture tells us that it will wipe away every tear. There won't be any need to cry. But Lord, we long for that day, but as we await for that day, you have a purpose for us, you have a calling, and you work it out for the good of those that love you. So Lord, we want to thank you for those that will accept the Lord as their personal Savior. Is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to take the leading of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Is it going to take finding a Bible-believing church? Yes. And having friends, not friends from the old way, but friends from the new way. Friends that will encourage instead of discourage. Friends that are going to bring you hope, that are going to help you along life's way. We need people. God brought people into our lives for a reason. As Christians... It's like starting over in a sense, but God will lead you and bring you friends, good friends. People that will pray with you, even in the midst of suffering, in the midst of the storms of life. Friends that are going to be there when you're in the valley. Friends that will be there when you're on the mountaintop. And friends that are going to be there when you're in the middle of life. Because it's not always going to be fair. But one day, all will be said and done. And Jesus will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. So Lord, we want to thank you for that. Thank you for this message. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us on this Tuesday and hope for today with Pastor Doug Solomon. We look forward to joining you on on Wednesday with a new message of hope and encouragement. God bless and have a great day.